of June and I am literally talking to myself because nothing someone came in here and they messed up my settings so I can't actually hear you JC I apologize in advance um can you hear the station yeah, she can't hear me. Oh, there we uh, go. You got it now? Yep. All right. Someone someone came in here on the weekend, and they, <laughs> they messed with my stuff, and I don't realize it until right as we hit the air. That's when everything turned off, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Who pressed what? So, yeah, it was just one simple little button here, but now I can hear everyone, and and we are back for a Monday morning. How you doing? Good. It's good, it's good to see you this Monday morning. Yeah, if you're going to go in the studio and press some buttons, uh, the kind of thing I think would be to, to set them back. Is there still a sign, if you look to your bottom right, Mercedes, there's that guard there? That says, do not touch these settings. Do not take this guard off. Yes, there, that is still here. That's a sign I put up 10 years ago. Because someone would come in and they would t- they would move those settings around. And those are like the, the intense settings for the microphone and everything. Yeah. So I finally put a sign up. And we put a guard up. But somehow people would still mess with the settings in that studio. It's funny because um, last week our our um, operations manager came back here. And he's like, you know, if, you, if you're ready to move back into the studio, all is good. You're, you're free to go back into the studio with JC. And I was like... I actually, I I think things are working well with me being in here. I said, I know other people use the studio, though. So um, if you need me to to not be in here, I'm fine with that. And he's like, oh, no, as far as I'm concerned, this is your studio now. I'm like, what? He's like, no, this is your studio. I'm going to tell people not to go in it. And I was like, for real? And he's like, yeah, this will be like your studio. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Do I get to decorate it? What, What do I get to do? Um, but the, the problem is, is I can't lock it. There's like no way to lock the door. So it's not like a place I would leave anything super valuable or anything. But I was just like, I'm going to put some curtains up in here. I'm going to decorate it. It's going to be so beautiful. Ceiling fail. Well, congratulations on getting your own studio. Oh, that's yeah. a very well, big accomplishment. I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's uh, something that <laughs> he was just trying to be nice that day or what. But I was very excited about it. Because, yeah, someone asked me, they said, you guys back in the same studio? I said, no, we're still in separate studios. And, and honestly, I think it's a, it's a better setup because... Before you would be, we'd be in the main studio, and I, I'd have access to certain stuff, and you would you you would literally bring your laptop in, and that's all you had in here. In that studio, you have production; you can do all kinds of stuff in that studio. Uh, multiple computers. I think it's a better setup, to be honest. Yeah, that's what that's what I was telling him. I liked best about it. It's not like I don't want to be in the same studio as you, but it's like, yeah, if I have to record something really quick, I can just jump on. Um, it saves a lot of work for you because before you'd have to record my stuff and you'd have to do it, so I don't have to ask you to do any mm-hmm. of that anymore. So. Yeah, that's what I said. I said just production-wise and some of the stuff I have going on off the air, uh, it's just it's better. And he's like, do it. It's yours. Okay, (laughs) I will take you up on that. And then so in the main studio, it's it's myself. I use the studio here in the morning. And then Heather comes in at 10 o'clock, so I step out of here at 10. But Sean Tempesta, he's still at home. Is there any word when he's coming back in studio because as of last week he was still broadcasting from his house uh, yeah i think that, that that's all hinging on his other job he hosts a tv show on channel 13 and they're still at home so they need his equipment to continue the at-home setup and if he doesn't have that equipment he can't bring it here uh so it all has to stay there gotcha. okay so until sense. until they're ready to go back then he has to stay there. So, it, and it works too for him. I mean, it. 
he can do it wherever he's at. Basically, technology is pretty freaking awesome. So, oh, and we did a uh, we did a, a Zoom thing over the weekend and entire radio station staff. And looking at Sean's setup, that is that is better than some actual TV station setups here in the country. It's pretty impressive. Oh my gosh, he's got cameras that move around. He's this, the screens in the background. It's a very impressive setup he has going on. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's just amazing because when this whole pandemic happened, obviously none of us were prepared for it, and uh, to be able to just on the off the cuff like okay this is how we're going to broadcast from our homes this is what we need and i was really surprised that it was not as difficult as it really should have been i mean basically i could i could go anywhere and broadcast from my house my house or a hotel or a beach or a national park as long as i have wi-fi i'm I'm in. It really is a trip to set up because on the laptop, you pop it open and you can control the radio station. You see the songs. You see the commercials. The uh, Caesar who does who washes our cars and stuff, super nice guy who was at our house doing my wife's car a couple weeks ago. And I was talking to him outside and he says, which room did you broadcast from? Look at that corner one right up there. And he's looking at the house and he goes, where's the antenna? I'm like, oh, no, it's it's all just done on a laptop. No, it's all Wi-Fi and you are done. It is that simple. Yeah, it really is pretty cool. So, yeah, we uh, we are ready to go this morning. We have a lot going on. We are so happy that you guys are joining us. And, and let's kick things off. We have the pre-show you pick um, to start the show off on this Monday morning. What song do you want to hear? Do you want to hear Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something? And I said, what about Breakfast at do you want to hear new radicals? You get what you give. Or do you want to hear Survivor by Destiny's Child? choices all you got to do is shoot us a text at 702-364-9400 with your vote you can tweet us at mercedes in the am or you can vote on our facebook page easy as that give us your vote we will count your votes and we will tell you who won coming up next it's mix 94.1 Never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. It looks like Gwen Stefani is going to be a married woman very soon. So on Thursday, she was kidnapped for surprise bridal shower to celebrate her upcoming wedding to fiance Blake Shelton. She posted a few pictures with the caption, she's getting married. Uh, and then this is sweet, uh, sweet. Gwen shared a card that included something old, which was a copy of the mass day wedding card of her parents who got married on June 11th, 1966. So her shower was on the 10th and then her parents' anniversary was the next day. So some tabloids are speculating that she got married because Gwen was seen Saturday wearing a sparkling diamond band with her engagement ring. So Gwen, Blake, and her son were in Santa Monica attending a children's sporting event. So that would mean then if she had like a surprise bridal shower, wedding shower on Thursday, they got married on Friday, if the tabloids are saying this is correct. Oh, wow. Well, good for her. That's great news. If these tabloids are right, I have a feeling maybe she just got that ring was wearing it. It's kind of a fast turnaround, in my opinion. 
We mentioned some details of this last week, but we now have audio. The Killers have a new single coming out featuring Bruce Springsteen. The song is called Dustland, and it's actually coming out Wednesday, and they released a preview. So here's a preview of the song. Ah, oh, sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. I'm excited. There's two people I love. I love the boss. I love the killers. Two, uh, this is like a dream uh, collab for me, these two <laughs> coming together. So how cool is Queen Elizabeth? Check this out. She celebrated her 95th birthday on Saturday by cutting her cake with a sword. So at one point, one of her aides tried to tell her that there, there was a knife she could use, and she replied, I, I know there is, and she kept on rolling with the sword. Here's the audio of, of the queen cutting her birthday cake, and the sword was huge. She came walking into the room with a gigantic sword. Here's the queen over the weekend. There is a knife. She's so cute. I love her. I got a sword. I got my cake with a sword. Speaking of cool, I I think a lot of parents and grandparents want to be seen as cool by their kids or grandkids at some point. And this includes celebrities. So BuzzFeed put together a list of actors and musicians who took roles to impress the young ones in their lives. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., he asked to voice a character on a Family Guy episode because his son was a big fan. Ryan Reynolds, he did Detective Pikachu so his kids could watch one of his movies since he does a, a, a lot that are just rated R. Like Deadpool and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And Sophie revealed last week that you're not allowing, uh, and I under, I totally get it, but she hasn't seen any Deadpools because of that, right? Yeah. And she actually, we talked about it afterwards. I'm like, do you want to watch him? She's like, not really. I, I really <laughs> have no interest in it. So I'm not that bad of a mom. <laughs> no, but I think, I think you're a smart mom because Sophie's like, what, 16, 17 years old? Come on now. Uh, ben Affleck, he was Batman for his kids and said wearing the costume to his son's birthday party was, quote, worth every moment of suffering and justice. League. Oh, yeah. Just to be able to say that you were in there and your kids are like, wow, you know what my dad does. Yeah, and they come strutting into your party. It's kind of a cool thing. And the last one here, Floyd Mayweather says his Las Vegas home was burglarized and a bunch of valuable items were taken. And now he's offering at least $100,000 for info leading to the arrest of the burglars. It's unclear exactly what was taken. He did mention some handbags or when the alleged burglary went down. But Floyd only recently returned home to Vegas after spending a few days in Miami following that fight last weekend. So he comes home and realized that some of his stuff is missing. Yeah, they knew you were gone, so it's easy pickings on that one, I guess. I, you would think, though, that someone would be around at least. Yeah, and what about intense? I'm sure he does have an intense security. Maybe it was an inside job, but I think it takes a lot of guts to break into Floyd Mayweather's house and steal his stuff. All right, we'll have more dirt coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. It's Maroon 5, Beautiful Mistakes. It's Mix 94.1. Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning, show number 1430. And now, here's your hosts, Mercedes and JC. Good morning and welcome to the show. It is 6 o'clock. It is Monday, June 3rd or 14th. Welcome back. Hopefully, you guys had a, a great weekend. How was your weekend? It was nice. It was uh, just busy, um, but it was, a, it was a nice weekend. My wife and I did dinner on Friday night. We did our fun Zoom thing on Saturday. We did... Um, we did a round of That Was Awkward with the entire radio station staff on Saturday afternoon. So that was a lot of fun. And then Saturday night, my wife and I hung out at the house, went on a nice walk. And then Sunday, got a haircut and got ready for work. It was a, it was a busy but nice weekend for me. Yeah, but- the weekend went by very fast. I, uh, I I was just like last night, I'm like, wow, 
Monday's tomorrow. That yes. was that was very fast. I felt like I didn't have time to just like to just veg and do nothing. It was it was all fun stuff that I was doing. It's nothing like really too work related, but it's just I didn't feel like I had that moment to stop and be like, ah, it's the weekend. It was just kind of go 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 this weekend. Well, Saturday did didn't you say you stayed home? Yeah, but I don't know. It was like Saturday night we sat around, but just like just sitting and vegging, like we're. I felt rushed, like, our Saturday night tradition of, like, having some drinks and getting snacks and stuff. Like, I got off our Zoom, and then I'd run down the grocery store to get our snacks. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, all right, what do you want to do for dinner? Let's get dinner ready. It just, it was, like, like kind of nonstop. It was still, like, again, just, like, nothing work-related, but I didn't feel like it was just, <sighs> take a deep breath and unwind. Well, yeah, now you have next weekend to look forward yeah, to. I have to look forward to today. It's, it's no worries. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Um, Kind of the same. Uh, Friday night, we just kind of hung out at the house and and my husband and I started watching that that uh Mayor of Easttown show and we were like so into it two episodes just knocked those out Saturday uh got up early and worked out my husband and I went on a really long long walk on Saturday tried to get out before it was hot but that in the middle of it I'm like oh my gosh it is just <laughs> this is ridiculous and then we went out to dinner on Saturday night and then Sunday morning a couple of my girlfriends last week are like, hey, come with us to our, our class. They do uh, classes at Orange Theory. And I, my, one of my best friends in California, he does those classes religiously. And he's always been telling me to try them. And, you know, it's one of those things like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah. Well, my friends just out of the blue were like, hey, come with us on Sunday morning. We're going to go. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm just going to go. I'll try it. And so we went and it was, it was fun. I had a good time. It was very, it was very difficult, <laughs> but I, I really, I, I hung in there and I was actually very proud of myself for how well I did. And, and then afterwards we went over to one of my friend's house and hung out and had coffee and it was just really nice to just hang out and, and relax and try something new. You know, I, I hadn't. I hadn't tried a new workout in a long time. I'm kind of stuck to my my usual routine, whether it's like Peloton, uh, a boot camp class online, or going on a walk with my husband. So it's nice to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. That sounds like nice. Like yeah. a nice time this weekend. The Orange Theory is that that's the one where you wear wear the the monitor. Yeah, uh, they they gave me this monitor to wear. It's like I wore it around my elbow, like right around my elbow. And then it just kind of tracks your heart rate. And the goal is to be in the orange zone. And because that's where like the most calorie burn and the fat, most fat burn is. And uh, so I was like in the green, it goes like gray, yellow, green, orange, red. So I was in the green area for, for a while. And I was like, why? I'm not working hard enough. I can't, what the heck? And so um, th- my girlfriend, we were running on the treadmill. She's like, you got to go faster on that treadmill. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I did it. And then I was like, orange for three seconds and then red i'm like well this is pretty fast so yeah but it was a lot of fun and it's just nice to hang out with some some friends i don't know like mentally i needed i needed it like some girl time yeah and just it was really nice no no judgment just talking and it was really fun oh that's awesome yeah. it's like a good time and yeah I, I did that once years ago that that orange theory man when you're when you're looking to see where you are trying to get up in the orange and stay in the orange you don't realize that some of your workouts you're not pushing yourself as hard as you should be yeah i was like oh this is easy mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she's like uh 
please put more speed on that or <laughs> increase your incline. And I was like, I did. And then I was like, oh, geez, okay. <laughs> I'm in the orange. I'm in the orange. Well, new week, new prizes, lots of great stuff for you. So 9 o'clock hour, your tickets to go see Alanis Morissette when she comes to town in October. Have those for you the 9 o'clock hour. 8 o'clock hour, heads up, the Amazon Echo Show 8. We have one for you all week long when you win heads up in the 8 o'clock hour. Don't forget, Mix94.1's cash code, that continues. Your chance to win $1,000 starts up at 720. And then the Las Vegas Lights Football Club. We have a four-pack of tickets for you to the next home game, which is Saturday night, and those will be yours when you win heads up. Coming up here in just about 15 minutes. And also up next, we have What's Trending. What do you got for us? All right. Well, Drake says new music finally, finally on the way. What someone paid to go to space with Jeff Bezos and the actress that we owe a big apology to for doing this wrong for so many years. That's all coming up next in What's Trending. That's my. Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. And coming up after What's Trending, we have for you a four-pack of tickets to the Las Vegas Lights Football Club. Their next home game is Saturday, and we got your tickets. Mercedes in the morning's What's Trending on Mix 94.1. Drake is trending this morning after many delays. He says his upcoming album, Certified Loverboy, will be out soon. Well, how soon? It was originally set for a January 2021 release, but that was postponed after he had a knee injury. He just said in an interview that the album will for sure be out before the end of the summer. So that's at least a little more focused. We He was pushed on the exact date of the release, and he wouldn't budge. He, would, he just said the next couple of months. So finally, finally, some new music from Drake. Although he did collab with Nicki Minaj on um, her latest single. But, yeah, this is going to be the certified lover boy we've all been waiting for. What if he's got it done, and then it just drop it without announcing? All of a sudden, we wake up, and the new Drake album is out. Like unannounced. Well, it sounds like he's had it done for a long time. Like it was supposed to, I think it was all about him just not being able to promote it yeah, because he, of that injury. So yeah, oh. it sounds like he's just sitting on it. We'll see. Also trending this morning, some sad news. Ned Beatty is trending. He's the Oscar nominated actor known for his work in films like Network and Superman. He died at the age of 83. His manager told TMZ that he died Around 7.30 a.m. yesterday of natural causes, he was surrounded by his friends and his loved ones. Some of So many film credits and TV credits, too, for that matter. Other films included Deliverance, Rudy. He was also the voice of Lotso Bear in the movie Toy Story 3. So some sad news. He, he was very, very much an icon. He was, uh, was he the dad in Rudy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's funny because there was a company that... Um, they came out to my house and installed this underwater um like clean, cleansing system for my for my water you know the, or is like under the sink yeah. i i forget the name filtration of it system? yeah it was like yeah. a filtration okay. system and um the guy that was the was ned Beatty's brother and he looked exactly like ned Beatty. so when he came in and it, it was actually him coming because it was through the radio station way back in the day. And they came in and he was the owner. And then the guy who was installing it was there and he walks in and I'm like, and I look at my husband and my husband's like, what the? And he's like, hi, I can't remember his name. He's like, I'm so-and-so. And my husband goes, 
has anyone ever told you you look exactly like? And then he goes, Ned Beatty. Yes, that's my brother. Wow. And we were like, whoa. And it was just, it was so crazy. But yeah, he looks exactly like him. So that's most brothers. Some, some. It's funny because some brothers look like brothers. Like, oh, that's the person's brother. The other person, like you two are brothers. You look nothing alike. Yeah, like that's how funny. is that possible? Ba- and Warren Beatty, Ned Beatty, not related. Born the same year, but not related. Not related at all. At all. And don't look alike either. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also trending this morning is Jeff Bezos. So an anonymous bidder grabbed the first seat on Jeff Bezos's spacecraft. They paid twenty eight million dollars to accompany him on the six seat craft's inaugural human flight. Nearly 7,600 people from 159 countries registered to take part in this auction for a seat on a spacecraft called New Shepard. Now, the New Shepard has flown more than a dozen successful flights without crews, and the winning bid amount, it's going to be donated to Club for the Future, which is the foundation created by Bezos's rocket company, Blue Origin. The name of the auction winner will be released in the next few weeks. I guess we got $28 million lying around. You're just looking for something fun to do. Yeah. You've probably done it all. If you have that much money, you've done it all. So what's next? Go to space. Well, I wonder if it's going to be someone that we've heard of before. If you're, If you have that much money, there's a lot of people that hide under that cloak of anonymity but have a ton of money Mm -hmm. or it could be someone really really famous that has a ton of money i just i'm very curious as to who this is maybe it's elon musk wanting to check out what jeff bezos has going on yeah because his rockets uh have not been doing so well right (laughs) well who knows maybe he's there taking notes yeah and then finally this morning alicia silverstone is trending Notice how I said her name. The actress recently made an astonishing revelation, and we all owe her an apology. We've been saying her name wrong for years. She recently posted a TikTok responding to the viral challenge that asks, tell me what your name is, and then tell me what people mispronounce it as. And this is what she said. Tell me what your name is, and then tell me what people mispronounce it as. My name is Alicia. Alicia. Not Alicia. Not Alicia. Alicia. The actress said that people, she was just shrugging her shoulders and saying, Alicia, because we've been saying it Alicia Silverstone for so long. Just an FYI for everyone out there. (laughs) That is what's trending. All right, looking for caller 20 right now. 702-364-9400. You're caller 20. You get to play Heads Up. We got a cool prize for you for this weekend. We have a four-pack of tickets to check out the Las Vegas Lights. It's going to be a fun game Saturday night at Cashman Field. Uh, They're going to be playing Orange County. So if you want to check out that game, all you got to do is be caller 20 right now at 702-364. 64 9400 you get your first pick at our categories you get to pick your partner and if you get six answers in 60 seconds you are gonna win easy as that caller 20 you're playing 702-364-9400 it's time for heads up with mercedes in the morning on mix nutty 4.1 all right billy you're caller 20 you ready to play heads up yeah. All right. Let's do it. Pick a category this morning. Do you want to go with needle and thread, softball, strawberries, ouch, you shocked me, or time for recess? Uh, time for recess. Time for recess it is. All right. Recess at work day is this Thursday. So these are all games or, or things you would play um, at recess, okay? 
Okay. All right. Who do you want to pick as your partner this morning? Um, let's go with, uh, let's do JC. All right. All right, Billy, here we go, buddy. we got 60 seconds on the clock. You get six cracks, and we get that four-pack of tickets to the Las Vegas Lights on Saturday. Time for recess. We start now. Um, I'll skip this first one. This next one, you run around and touch someone, and then they are it. Uh, tag. Yes. This one, you throw stuff, and you try to avoid it. Maybe you're in a circle, you're throwing things at each other. Ooh, uh, dodgeball. Yes, this is a style of jump rope. It in- includes two of them. You have two oh, jump. Double touch. Yes. You go outside. The swing set is out there. The slide is out there. This area is called uh, the uh, the playground. Yes. Um, this. I'll skip this next one. Go to the other one. You all sit in a circle. I uh, walk around and touch your head, and you chase after me. Uh, duck, duck, goose. Yes. This one is a game. I draw something, and you have to identify what I'm drawing. Um, uh, pass. Okay, uh, this one, this person tells us to do something and you have to do it, but if he doesn't tell us to do it, you don't do it. He oh, was... uh, Simon says. Yes, that's six. Yeah! All right. Hi, Billy, my man. What a start on a Monday morning. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. That's good stuff, that's buddy. Good job. Nice job, you guys. Billy, you've got a four pack of tickets to the Las Vegas Lights Football Club this Saturday night, uh, Cashman Field. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, adults are only $10. Kids are only $5. It's a great way to celebrate Father's Day weekend. It's the best value in Vegas sports. We'll have more of these tickets for you tomorrow morning when you win heads up right around 625. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning, 635 Monday. Hope you guys had a great weekend. We did something over the weekend. The whole staff here at Mix 94.1. We every Thursday on the show, we play That Was Awkward. And our boss was like, you know, what would be fun is if we did like a whole staff version of That Was Awkward. So we could all like get together on Zoom and we could all play and then we could post it online after the fact. And everyone was like, yeah, let's do it. And and it took some time to set up a time where we were all available. Like we all have such different schedules. And so we all agreed that we would do it on this past Saturday, three o'clock. The time was set for like two weeks. We were like good to go. And that was, you know, that was what was going to happen earlier this week. Steph sent out a link to us, a Zoom link like, hey, you guys, this is where we're going to we're going to meet on Saturday. And so everything was all set. Well, I don't know what happened, but well, I do know what happened. I just faced it Saturday. I'm just like. And I've got some stuff going on just like personally and stuff and and everything is good. But it's just like Saturday. I was like, I am. I am just I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) I was just like, and so I laid down probably around two o'clock and I was like, I'm I'm just going to go to sleep. And I'm sleeping really good. And then all and I, I put my phone on do not disturb. So all of a sudden, like I see Steph is calling me and I'm like, wait. Okay, first of all, am I dreaming? Why is she calling me? Two, how'd the call get through? Because it's on Do Not Disturb. And three, what's going on? And so I didn't answer it because I was just so confused. By the time I thought to answer it, it had gone to voicemail. And then it just clicked. And I'm like, oh, no. I look at the time. I think it was like 3.07 or 3.08. And I'm like, I missed the zoom. So I immediately look, she had texted me and I'm just like, ah, so I text her back. I'm like, give me five minutes. Like, oh my gosh. So I run downstairs. 
I I have to set my you know whole thing up. I'm the one that has the game, so of course you guys can't play without me. It's not one of those things like ah go ahead. I have the game, so I was just I felt so bad. I and again my apologies. I just I felt horrible that I made you guys sit there and wait for me because I completely spaced that we were going to do that. And, and, and it happens that we've all been late before. What have you been, what have you been late to? 702-364-9400. We've all been in that situation, whether it be sleeping or just forget about something or traffic. It just it happens to everyone. And we all, I, I was the last one to log on. I logged in on right at 3 o'clock. And um, to be honest, we were chit-chatting, getting caught up, having a nice conversation, having laughs and everything for like maybe the first like 10 minutes. And then it's like 310. And then you get to the point where it's just like, okay. Where is she? We kind of run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> it's like we understand because our boss like, Mercedes should be here any minute. And then Steph called you. And the first time she called you, um, we could hear her because Steph's microphone was on. And it sounded like it rang once it went to voicemail. And then when she called... You either called her or she called you the second time. She took her, she turned her microphone off, she turned her mic off and turned her camera off. So we didn't know what was going on. And then Steph popped back on and said, she'll be here in five minutes. And so, like I said, the first 10 minutes we were good. But then after that, we're like, we've kind of discussed everything among oh, us. <laughs> yeah, that must have been really frustrating. It, you know, I, all I could do was apologize. Yeah. I, I just, I felt really bad about it. I did not, I, I was not trying to be disrespectful to anyone's time at all. But then it was funny because after the fact, I got a, I got a text. Uh, it was a you didn't hear it from me text saying that uh, there was someone on the call that was complaining that I was not there. And I was like, oh, man, I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. And they're like, they were like, yeah, that was the the fact that you weren't late wasn't annoying. The fact that they wouldn't stop complaining was annoying. I was like, well, I, you know, they have every right to complain. That was pretty rude of me. But I just then I just felt even worse. I'm just like, well, Dang, what should I do? I'm so sorry. I screwed up. You there's, know? Nothing, there's nothing you can do. But, and that's the thing, though. If people get mad at someone being late, I guarantee you whoever is, is mad at someone for being late, they were late at some point or they're going to be late. at some. And the other thing, too, was is our boss had locked in. Like, I know the game, when we play it, it takes us maybe five minutes, yeah. the three of us. Um, so playing with the entire staff, I knew it wouldn't take that long. But still, our boss had blocked out from three to four o'clock. And even I'm the same way. I have to go upstairs in my bedroom, set everything up. And I told my wife, I'm like, hey, I'll be in here for about an hour, I think. I don't think it'll take that long, but Tops will be here until four o'clock. So our boss even told us, block out an hour. So I think all of us going into it should have known that, okay, from three to four, even if we're doing something else, we're probably going to be tied up doing this radio station thing. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, It was funny because we were done by like 3.30. And I was like, oh, we still have extra time. And, and so um, it was funny. But just FYI, if you have your phone on Do Not Disturb and someone calls it, like time after time after time, it will finally get through. Like your phone thinks it's an emergency because Steph, you got through. I, I don't know how many times you called, but before that, it was like voicemail, voicemail. And then I think your phone signals like, hey, this person's really trying hard to get through and uh, we're going to let them through now. <laughs> that was the that's, only way. Otherwise, I never would have known. That's so interesting because uh, uh, am I by chance on your favorites contact list? No offense, but no. <laughs> That's okay. No offense whatsoever, because I know if... Oh, wait. I'm, yes, you are. You are. Mm, oh. That's why I got through. Oh. That's the thing, too, when he said that, too, because I remember you say you put some of us on there, because if it's a work thing, we're probably yeah. calling you at an odd time because there's something going on. Oh, okay. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, how'd she get through? I did put you on there. Well, you are one of my favorite. I do the so. same thing for you guys. I Even my boss, Jay, our boss, J-Love, I put him on, you guys on our favorites in case for some reason I miss something, I sleep through something, or I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's funny. Uh so that's you save the day by getting through and, and being one of my favorites. But I apologize again, guys. I'm really Don't sorry. Don't apologize so. one more time. Now this is excessive. <laughs> <laughs> what you did miss was our boss who we're ready to go and he's got the worst lighting. It's like, dude, so we had to coach our boss on how to get proper lighting when it comes to doing a Zoom. It's not like he's been Zooming for the past year. I know. It's like, man, we can't see anything. So and his audio was terrible, too. Oh. <laughs> and his we tried face, to fix that. His camera was, like, right all up on his face, too. Oh, and, and but You'll watch it, and then at one point he stands up, and he's got an inappropriate T-shirt on when he stands up in front of the camera. <laughs> and you know who? My husband got him that T-shirt. It was funny, but it was like... I know. I was like, why are you wearing that for this? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. Coming up next, we have, don't forget, next hour, your chance to win $1,000 with Mix 94.1's cash code. Be here at 720. And then up next, we have the hot three. What do you got for us? All right. So now that so many people are traveling after the big pandemic, what are our top bucket list destinations? Where do we want to go more than anywhere else? Also, Father's Day is Sunday, and we have some advice for you on what dad does not want. And did a guy really get swallowed by a whale and then spit out? We're going to talk about this crazy story. It's all coming up next in the Hot 3. Stay McGray, you broke me first. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. According to a new survey, Americans do not want to ease into traveling after the pandemic. They want to make a big splash. And 59% of people say they plan to jump back into their travel with a bucket list vacation that they wouldn't have considered before the pandemic. Some of the specific landmarks people are searching for include the Grand Canyon, the Eiffel Tower, Niagara Falls, the Statue of Liberty, the Colosseum in Rome, and the Las Vegas Strip. Now, some of the, in general, Rome was number one on people's wish lists for international travel. That was followed by Paris, London, Venice, Italy, and Sydney, Australia. Honolulu, though, was the number one destination in the United States, followed by New York City, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and Miami. Do you have travel plans set up or anything on this list match your travel plans for the summer? Um, n- Nothing really matches it. I do have travel plans set up. I'm, I mean, I wish I could put <laughs> the Eiffel Tower put Rome and on there. Rome on there. That was actually the plan for last summer and that got canceled. So, but yeah, we, you know, we're just staying here in the, in the U.S. And, and pretty close by for the most part. How about you guys? We're doing, so last year, last July, during the pandemic, we went to Wyoming. I've spoke about this before. We're doing the exact same trip again this year and I'm just looking forward to it because it was great last year it was relaxing it wasn't that crowded but there was a sense of uneasiness because it was it was July of last year there was a lot going on um, and so I, it's, I, I'm looking forward to doing this trip with more confidence where we are as, as a country and where the pandemic is so that's what it's gonna be the same stuff but I'm just looking forward to that uneasiness being gone this year yeah that's a, it should be uh, it, it should be much better I when I did travel here recently to to Denver to see my family it seemed pretty nice I will say there is uneasiness easiness on planes um and for me personally it wasn't because that i had to wear a mask or anything like that it was because people have such short tempers right now and you're just so scared someone's gonna lose it and go off on a plane and you're just like please don't put me next to that person that goes off and on our way there my husband was it was me and the girls in one row and then my husband was seated directly behind me so he was sharing a row with two other people 
and they they had come to Vegas to party. I think they were back on their they were on their way back to Connecticut or something. And the guy was just he did not want to wear a mask. He just did not want to. And my husband kept texting me and uh, or he ta- he'd write a note on his phone and then he'd hand me his phone mm-hmm. and I'd read the note and I'd send it back to him. And he kept saying, like, this guy take, keeps taking his mask off and he's like, you know, th- it's just the rule on there. And I was like, do you want me to say something? And he's like, no, I just, you know, I, I, I don't want him to go off. You know, I'm sitting right next to him. So it's just a little uneasy in that aspect. Well, I do feel like, yeah, you see stories all the time. There's one in the news this morning. Some, I think it was a Delta flight, uh, a Delta employee who was not working the flight, like just lost it, was trying to break yeah. into the cabin. The pilot got on and said, he said, can we have please any strong, capable adults come to the front of the plane? And all these people are running up to, to apprehend this guy. But when you're on a flight and the pilot, you hear that announcement, any strong, capable adults come to the front of the, the plane, we need your help. You know something's going down. And and to yell at people that really can't change the rules. Yeah. Like they, they are not going to be able to change the rules. That's what it is. And they are being paid to just enforce that. That's what their boss told them to do. They're, you're not going to make any sort of difference by going off on them. They, they're they not going to say, you know what? Because you screamed at me and called me a bleep and bleep, I'm not going to make you wear the mask. Congratulations. It's not going to happen. It was like uh, Ricky. Was it Ricky Schroeder who's going off on the Costco greeter about still after they lifted the mask mandate, still requiring at the time to wear a mask going in there? And it's like, dude, that is the greeter getting paid a minimum wage to welcome you to Costco. That's a great point. He's not going to make any sweeping corporate changes. Even if it's the manager, still, it's above him, you know? It's just, yeah, it's frustrating. That's that's the only place I feel kind of uneasy. Um, also, this morning, here's some advice if you're still searching for a gift for Dad on Sunday. A new survey finds the top unwanted gift is clothing. Which is unfortunate because 46% of people buy clothes as Father's Day (laughs) gifts. Sorry, Hallmark, but many fathers say they don't like getting greeting cards, according to those surveyed. The responses found that fathers dislike receiving these, even though 59% of people who get gifts on Father's Day buy cards. And in addition to clothing and greeting cards, many fathers say they don't like getting books or personal care items. So so what do they want? Like fun stuff, stuff to play with, activity stuff, like outdoorsy stuff? Omaha steaks. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, and literally, like that's, Booze, those are the only cigars. T- things that we have for dad right now is clothing. So uh, I guess he's going to be very unhappy. No, that's not true because he he will send pictures to me or send me links like Father's Day idea question mark and it's a link to like a pair of shorts or something. So I don't buy this. Not at all. I thought Father's Day was this past Sunday, so I was all locked and loaded last week, and it wasn't until like Friday afternoon. So I made a comment. I'm like, wait. Father's Day is not this weekend. So, I, like, everything is, like, on my end, like, everything is done. My wife got stuff for, she gets stuff for her uncle and stuff, and I get stuff for my dad. And so, we got stuff, like, well in advance. So, I don't have to worry about anything this week. So, is it already covered. there? Yeah. It arrived on wow. Saturday. That's perfect. My yeah. mom's like, you're really ahead of things. Like, I thought it was tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, this morning, you might have seen this over the weekend. A 56-year-old lobster diver in Massachusetts named Michael Packard claims a humpback whale tried to eat him last week. But... Did it really happen like the guy says? Okay, he was scuba diving 45 feet down when everything went dark. And he said he realized he was in the whale's mouth. But then 30 seconds later, it brought him up to the surface and spit him out. Or at least that's what he says happened. And a friend backed up his story. But at least one doctor says they aren't so sure. Michael showed up at an emergency room in Cape Cod. And one of the doctors there says that if it came up from 45 feet that fast he should have had 
the bends, meaning his body wouldn't have had time to deal with the pressure change. But the medical report only mentioned some light bruising and nothing serious. So I saw this story all over this weekend. It never even occurred to me that the guy could be telling a story about it. It never even occurred to me until I read that this morning. And again, it may be, how does he know he was down 45 feet? Is that a guesstimate? Like, how do we know? What, how could he measure if he was inside a whale? Yeah, but maybe it's three feet. But so he was, his whole body was inside the whale? Yeah. Or just like fully engulfed. Fully engulfed. Closed mouth. He's inside the whale. He's in the whale and he's just like, okay, this is it. This is the end. And then the whale obviously was not happy with the feeling of him in there. Yeah. And he just went up to the surface and spit him out. So he says, allegedly. Oh, this is a lie. You think so? I, I thought he was like maybe a part of his leg or something. He's saying his whole entire body, his was, whole body. was engulfed inside the whale. The whale goes down 40. So that's the other thing. So it goes down 45 feet. Like spitting out a bone and you're eating some chicken. He spit, spit it out. So the whale goes to the surface, spits the dude out. I think he's. I think it's a lie. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll get more on this uh, soon. But it was kind of like the movie Pinocchio. Yeah. Remember when they were inside yes. and they built the fire to get him to spit him out? <laughs> Is that what he was doing? Hanging yeah, outside maybe. the whale? Who knows? It's huge in there. All right, uh, 7 o'clock hour. Start your work week with $1,000. We got your chance to win $1,000 with Mix 94.1's cash code. It all starts at 720. Mix 94.1, that's Glass Animals, Heat Wave. I love that song so good. It is 7 o'clock, Mercedes in the morning. And I've never heard, I've never heard of dipping your pizza in this. It's, I mean, I'm kind of intrigued, but it's definitely one of those things that I, I'm kind of like, hmm, I don't know. I was, yeah, I was, I felt the same way on Friday night. Friday night, my wife and I were out to dinner and we somehow started talking to the bartender about salad dressing. And and I said that my favorite salad dressing, I love Thousand Island. It's my favorite salad dressing, which is just like, what, isn't it just like mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together? I think you threw some pickle relish in there too. Yeah. And that's it basically. <laughs> it. <laughs> I love it. I coat my salad with Thousand Island dressing. And the bartender mentions that his favorite is Catalina. I'm like, man, Catalina, that's a forgotten salad dressing in my mind. I have not had Catalina salad dressing in a long that's time. That's the orange one, right? Oh, I thought it was red. Well, like orangish red? Yeah. Yeah. It's a creamy one, isn't it? No, no, no. I thought it was like, um, like it kind of looks like sweet and sour sauce. Okay, okay. That's what I thought. I could be wrong. I thought that's what Catalina dressing is. It's been a long time since I even thought of Catalina dressing. I'm like, you know what? That's a good one. Maybe next time I go to the grocery store, I'll pick up some Catalina salad dressing. And he was telling me he spent some time down in Louisiana. And that's when he got hooked on Catalina because he was telling me when he was down there that Catalina dressing is huge down there in Louisiana. So much so that when you order a pizza, Domino's somewhere, instead of sending you ranch as the dipping sauce, you get Catalina dressing as your dipping sauce. Hmm. I don't know. As a ranch fan, that does not jive with me. But you can't knock it till you try it, you know? It's just, it's one of those things. There's all sorts of regional food traditions. And I think it's it's up to the person visiting that region to kind of immerse yourself in that. And at least give it a try. You may not like it, but you you may or you may not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. What I want to dip, because if I'm going to dip something, and yeah, I would pizza and ranch is kind of the go-to on my end. So yeah, I would the Catalina dressing, yeah, I would try it if it was there in front of me. But yeah, it just seemed kind of kind of odd. And he said it was an adjustment, too, because he was coming from Vegas, go down here, was used to the traditional ranch. You get ranch and, and dip your pizza in ranch. I remember when I was, um, and, and, and you guys listening to the show told me I'm, I'm incorrect, but I, 
back when I was ever at a high school, a buddy of mine moved to town from California and we were out one night and we went to Wawa to get some hot dogs. And he goes, dude, you got to get a California style. I'm like, what's California style? He goes, it's ketchup, it's mayonnaise and raw onions. I'm like, all right. So I did it and I enjoyed it. And so I would do my hot dogs that way. And I was telling everyone that's California style. That's California style. Until some people called up and said, We've never heard of such a thing. Californians called up and said, we've never done it that way. What are you talking about? Anytime I hear that something is California style, I assume it has avocado on it. That's just in my mind. That's that's California style. There's avocado. Uh, it's it, it, Maybe it's because of the California roll that I kind of got that. But I feel like sandwiches, if you get a California style, it's going to have that on that. I also could see some like bean sprouts or yeah, something like that. Sprouts on there, yeah. yeah, that's just uh, kind of what I envision. I was watching um, the show on HBO Max, the, the mayor of Easttown, and th- what a great show. We've actually finished it yesterday. And oh, man, that was so good. But they all, they mentioned a bunch of regional foods, and the one that I had not heard of before, and I think it was more of a place, and maybe being that you are from the East Coast, you might know something about cocos. Like what's what's cocos? She kept they they were like talking about okay they mentioned something about Wawa. I, I, it was probably like sandwiches at Wawa, blah 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 blah, and blah 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 from cocos, and. I mean, it wasn't like the cocos that we're used to, like the a regular restaurant. It was it was like an item from a, a different place called Cocos, not our the one that that's like Denny's, right? Yeah, as soon as you said that, that's what I'm thinking of the mm-hmm. restaurant Cocos, which is yeah, it's like a Denny's kind of place. No, I don't know it what... wasn't that. It was something else because that's what I thought at first, and I was like, wait, what? Was it pizza? Maybe? Ah, uh, I'm not sure. If anybody knows the. The Cocos, if you saw the show or if you know the Cocos from East Town, <laughs> then, then that's, that's what I was kind of like, oh, I had never heard about that. Of course, I've heard of the cheesesteaks, the Genos, and the, the other one and all that <laughs> stuff, but uh, that was a new one to me. Uh, you know, this is, I, I, I punch in Google, Pennsylvania Cocos, C-O-C-O-S, and I get Pennsylvania COVID results. Oh, well, now I you know. know. How, are, how are they doing? Numbers are down. Okay, oh, my gosh. Good. Congratulations. Numbers, lowest in a year, it looks like, in Pennsylvania. Good for them. Way to go, Pennsylvania. And this is underneath. Search instead for Pennsylvania Cocos. Yeah, I want Pennsylvania Cocos, not COVID. Come on now. <laughs> Does it say anything? I don't see anything here. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to figure out. I I want to say maybe it was pizza. Maybe. But I'm not 100%. So what's the regional food that is from your area, whether it's here in Las Vegas, maybe you're born and raised Vegas, or you're from someone else, and there was like a a definite regional food. What was it? 702-364-9400. Yeah, I found it. It looks like it, look, look, looks like it is, it's a pizza joint. Coco's Pizza. Okay. Yeah. I, I, they kept mentioning that. And it was more than a one-time deal. It was definitely like two or three times that they mentioned that in the whole series. I'm like, Okay. There's something with this. Is this product placement? What's going on here? Why do they keep seeing this? On that show, going to that show, my wife was the same way. She loved that show. She watched it every single week when it was released. It was like one of the shows she was counting down, watching it in real time. Were you hooked right away? Because I watched the first episode. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this thing is dragging on. And then I, I watched it from afar and saw the ending on it played out. So I, I, I enjoyed it. But were you hooked right away on that show? No. The first episode, I feel like, is a starter episode that just gives you background on everybody. Just so you know what, what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Second episode, boom. Boom. Nonstop. We were like, oh, boy. 
okay. And it was to the point like Saturday or Sunday or no Friday. We started to watch like two episodes Saturday. I think we watched like three and then we just knocked it out yesterday because we couldn't wait to see uh-huh. what happened. It was so, so good. There's another show on HBO Max that we started watching this weekend. It's called either Hack or Hacks. We watched that last Did night. You? We watched that right before bed. That's good. Yeah. How many episodes? Did you guys do the whole thing? We only watched the first episode. Hacks. Yeah. It's it's based here in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's fun. It stars Gene Smart is the, is the main character. I don't know the other characters' names, but yeah, it, it's fun watching the Vegas stuff and how they kind of tweak a couple things in Las Vegas. But where show. she lives, that place does not exist. They show the view from her house. I'm like, there's, there's, that's nowhere here. Like that, they green screen that. That there's no place that she could have lived that would have that view. That's ridiculous. I said the same thing. I was like, maybe it's Henderson. I'm like, no, that's a California street. Then they put Vegas in the background. One hundred percent. All right, coming up next in the dirt, a new game show is forced to shut down production because of a very unfortunate illness. Details are coming up. Machine Gun Kelly, my ex's best friend, Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning, and your chance to win $1,000 with Mix 94.1's cash code is happening right after the dirt. We never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. Lord released a new song on Friday called Solar Power. If you missed it, here's some of Lord's new song. Oh, why is that not playing? Hold on one second. Let me hit this and this. Turn this on. And try that one more time. My cheeks and hot color move around peaches. No shirt, no shoes, only my features. My boy behind me, he's taking pictures. He's taking pictures. Now, after being out for a couple days, some are comparing it to other songs. Some people say you can sing along with Solar Power to To Pal's Heart and Soul. So here is To Pal's Heart and Soul. Do you hear this in the Lord song? Yeah, I can definitely hear the melody on that one for sure. Now, there's one more here at the, let me stop this, the, the drums and bongos, this part right here. Before I play what they're saying on the internet, are you picking up anything on this part? Mm, no, no. All right, people online say you can hear George Michael's uh, oh, on that one. Oh, okay, yeah. Now that you say that, I can definitely hear that. Something there, yeah. Huh. Oh, we're all inspired by different things, so... Who's to say that those two songs didn't inspire her a little bit? Exactly. I like that. I like that approach. There's a new TV game show coming to NBC in August called Ultimate Slip and Slide. And production had to shut down because of an illness. We're not talking about COVID. There was an outbreak on the set of Giardia, a parasite that causes nasty stomach issues. This is something you do not want on a slip and slide. Up to 40 crew members, they fell violently ill. There's a lot of running to porta potties. Some people even collapsed. That's how bad it was from the stomach virus. Ultimate Slip and Slide is hosted by comedians Bobby Moynihan and Ron Funches. They did not get sick. Oh, that's good. But yes, please shut down the production. We do not want to slip and slide on anything other than water. Uh-uh. <laughs> did you say any of this over the weekend? Former basketball star Lamar Odom knocked out singer Aaron Carter in their celebrity boxing match in Atlantic City. So Aaron started hitting Lamar with as many punches as his body could handle. But Lamar, he was in control. And Lamar and Aaron, they duked it out for two rounds. And then Lamar had no issues taking down Aaron Carter. I did not watch that, but I did see the results in, on that. And I didn't even realize it was on, quite frankly. <laughs> it's just like, oh, boy. Oh, what's with fact. all these, like, 
exhibition fights and just, I don't know. It's just not interesting to me, but maybe that's just me. Uh, no, I'm just saying, I didn't know this happened until afterwards. <laughs> um, listen, they say listening to music before you go to bed could disrupt your sleep. So researchers studied 200 people who completed a series of surveys on sleep quality, music listening habits, and earworm frequency. They then brought 50 people to a sleep lab, and before bedtime, they played three popular and catchy songs. These were the three songs that they played. Uh, the first one was this one right here, Taylor Swift and Shake It Off. Then they played this song from Carly Rae Jepsen. And then the last one was from Journey. Don't stop They found that those who caught an earworm had greater difficulty falling asleep, more nighttime awakenings, and spend more time in light stages of sleep. And they say if you flip it, those three songs can help wake you up in the morning. Just go the opposite way. Mm. If they're keeping you up, do them in the morning, and they should help you wake up. And they thought this was interesting. So Glamour kind of countered things and said, what should you listen to to help you fall asleep? And according to Glamour, the following three songs should help you fall asleep. The first one is from Nora Jones. Come away with me in the night. Yeah, I could see that relaxing you a little bit. They say her vocals are velvety smooth and the piano production is equally as relaxing. What about this one before you go to bed? Yeah, for sure. This one is very like, ooh, mellow. Glamour says it's a slow and groovy jack to unwind when you're looking to have a good night's sleep. And then the last one is from Madonna, the song Bedtime Story. And they say that the hazy vocal delivery is an ideal song for unwinding. Honestly, I, I, I'm not that familiar with this song, but yeah, it does kind of have a hazy sound to it. So wake up, though. Wake up. Don't fall asleep to those songs. Right now, here's- Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning. Some really cool announcements this morning as far as concerts go. The big unstoppable weekend happened at the Virgin's Hotels Las Vegas this weekend. And just this morning, they announced a bunch of entertainment for the theater at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Lady A, Gary Clark Jr., we have Machine Gun Kelly, Primus, Little Big Town, all sorts of artists just announced this morning coming in concerts. So we'll have tickets and info on how you can get your tickets coming up it is 731 mercedes in the morning so it was steph steph that saw something very odd this weekend and uh i have to say i think you win i saw some odd things but this one kind of takes the cake what was it and i thought i was half asleep because this was friday after the show long day and me and my husband are grocery shopping and i noticed this woman who also was shopping She was wearing, like, this really cute backpack. It was a clear backpack with, like, a hard shell with holes around it. And I was kind of from afar, so I really didn't get to see it up close. But later on while shopping, I saw the lady with the clear backpack. So I took a look a little bit closer, and her pet bird was in the clear backpack. And I just looked at my husband. I said, 
oh my God, I'm nudging him. I'm trying to be quiet, but I'm so geeked out. Because yes, it's odd, but also really cool at the same time. You're grocery shopping. You don't expect to see a beautiful <laughs> pet bird in a backpack. And I thought it was so cute. I'm actually going to send you a link of what I saw. It had like a rope inside the backpack. It had like bird toys. It was the cutest thing. I, that to me is like so random. People oh take their, po- their pets with them everywhere. And you got to be hardcore to take them out in in their own little <laughs> birdie backpack. This thing is so cool. It's adorable. It's adorable. They got little fake birds on Amazon. You can get one. Oh my! I, I would be kind of tripping out too if I saw that thing as well. Little side entrance for the bird to enter the backpack. Hello. And then multiple air vents. It looks like it's sturdy, so you're not going to crush the bird if you're walking. And then that rope where the bird can hang out. It's adorable. Isn't it cute? It, it, not only that, but I'm always wondering, like, how great is this pet bird? Like, all right, time to go run some errands. <laughs> he flies in and he gets in the backpack that zips it up. Or is it like, I wonder if it's tough to, like, put a pet bird from one thing to another and going out in public with it. That's amazing. I, I think it's great because you think of, I, I think of this so often with animals. I mean, they're the greatest. They really are. But I feel bad sometimes because... Their knowledge of the world is limited to to where they live. It's not a lot of pets get to roam free and pets don't know where they don't know what the Eiffel Tower is and where that is. Pets don't know unless you live in Hawaii where Hawaii is. You know what I mean? They, yeah. Their their knowledge of the world is your home, your backyard and wherever you go on a walk pretty much and the vet which they usually don't like. <laughs> and so to me that is a perfect way to expose your pet to just other things to view things they have never seen before. It's like when when people take their dogs or their I saw like a cat backpack before where it looked like it looked like a ship from outer space. It had like this bubble on the back. It was really cool. I'm like, good for you. This this animal gets to see other things in this world. Taylor Swift travels with that exact backpack. Yeah. Yeah, she has one. So what's okay, what's the oddest thing you saw over the weekend? Let's kind of narrow it down. Vegas, a lot of strange things happening here in town. What's the oddest or craziest thing you saw over the weekend? Oh, uh, what did you find? Did you see something weird? Uh, okay, so for me, if I got to pick something over the weekend, Saturday I went to Starbucks, Jones and 215, right by the radio station here, and I pulled up. And uh, another radio station in town, one of the rock stations was in town broadcasting in front of Porta Subs. As I'm walking up, getting closer to the booth, we have a listener of ours. Her name is Brenda. And Brenda has been, if we do a live broadcast, live remote anywhere since 1997, Brenda has been coming to all of our lives. She'll make an appearance, says hi, register to win a prize. As I'm walking up, I'm like, I recognize that woman. There was Brenda, who has come to all of our radio station events, was at this other thing, signing up. So I'm like, oh, look at that. So she must visit all the radio stations here in town. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then I went inside, and I got my Starbucks order. And as I'm walking out, Derek England came walking into the Starbucks. And, and that was like, so how random is that? You saw Brenda and Derek. Yeah, in the same <laughs> spot. I'm like, Brenda out there, listen to the radio station. There's Derek England walking inside. And he had some uh, VGK gear on, too, when he came inside. Okay, that is pretty odd. What's the weirdest thing you saw this weekend? 702-364-9400. Maybe Zach can beat everyone. Hey, Zach, what was it for you? Well, I was at Smith, and this guy was checking out the self-checkout, and he had a pet finger monkey in his backpack, kind of like the bird you guys were talking about. Oh. I thought, and it was on a Build-A-Bear monkey, so I'm like, why does this guy have a pet or like a stuffed animal carrying around a backpack. He must be crazy. That's all. It's, it's okay. COVID, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> and it was an actual finger monkey on top of a Build-A-Bear monkey. 
That is so adorable. That's just like one of those things that should become a meme. That's like when you're feeling cute today or something, (laughs) they show the finger monkey with a finger monkey. Well, come to find out, the monkey's got a TikTok. It's the monkey Gigi. This monkey's got like 250,000 followers. (laughs) Literally just grab my phone. What's it? One more time, Zach. What is it? The monkey and then G-I-G-I. The monkey Gigi. I'm pulling up here. Uh, Instagram as well. Gigi the finger monkey. (laughs) Yes. I am so looking forward to this for some reason. I'm not my... my, Oh, my gosh. (gasps) He is adorable. Wow, he has 250,000 followers on uh, on TikTok. Wow, look at this. Yeah, he's got 10,000 followers on uh, Instagram. Yeah, he was exploring the Las Vegas Strip with the monkey. This is, uh, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is so cute. This this thing is eating his ear. Oh, th- this is the weirdest thing I've seen all weekend, this TikTok <laughs> from Gigi the Finger <laughs> Monkey. Wow, this is fantastic. I'm so following. Okay, you just got a new follower. Nice job for promoting that, Zach. Yeah, hey, yeah. are you the guy in this video? Hold on a second. <laughs> Kidding, of course. Yeah, he's like, it's me and my finger monkey. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, the, the finger monkey was all over town this weekend. How adorable. Oh, there's hanging out with his pets. That's a cute follow. I love it. All right, let's see. Man, we have a lot going on today. Next hour, 825, when you win heads up, we have an Amazon Echo Show 8. That is yours. And in the 9 o'clock hour, your tickets to go see Alanis Morissette. So we are loaded with prizes this morning and up next we have the hot three what do you got for us all right 40 percent of us seek this out when we're having a bad day are you are you part of that 40 percent also why is it that we are so bad with geography uh less than half of us know where this huge landmark is located and there's a petition going around urging jeff bezos to um to eat something to eat something very odd uh, I really don't know where it comes from, but we'll tell you what it is coming up next in the Hot 3. It's Mix 4.1, Mercedes in the morning, and Diane is starting her Monday morning listening to us on the Odyssey app, and she asked if we can play the new pink. We'll do it right after the Hot 3. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. In the Hot 3, it is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. Your bad day will probably result in an extra trip to the refrigerator later. Americans are more likely to turn to food as a mood booster above any other coping mechanism. 43% of people say they will eat something just to feel better. As for the most popular food category they reach for, half of all respondents choose sweet treats with salty snacks trailing behind at 38%. And 32% of respondents say they stretch or they exercise while even fewer will go outside for some fresh air. Now, many respondents blamed a bad mental health day on stressful life events, poor sleep and stress in general. They also cited stress and lack of sleep as bigger mood killers than hunger or even digestive problems. Do you do this? And do you have a go-to food if you're in this situation? I don't. I'm the opposite. I actually don't want to eat when I'm having a bad mental health mm-hmm. day. I just, I, I have no appetite. I just, I'm like, all I want to do is sleep. That's it. Just <laughs> sleep and don't eat. And my husband gets on me. He's like, you have to eat something. I'm like, I'm just not hungry. And he's like, you have to eat something. Eat, and he'll bring me things. And he's so sweet. Um, thinking like, once I take a bite, I'll be happy again. <laughs> How about you? Uh, my go-to is, if having a rough day at work or just rough day in general, breakfast for dinner. Eggs, toast. I'll even have, we have waffles there. Heat up some waffles as like, as like my dessert after. So that is my go-to. If I'm doing breakfast for dinner, something's going on in my world. 
Oh yeah, just always uh, the good the good vibes from breakfast for dinner. It's a comforting thing to have yeah. it at night. Yeah, it really is. Also, this morning, not many people are great at world geography, but you would think most of us would do okay with major landmarks in our own backyard. A new survey asked where different landmarks are, like the Grand Canyon, and only thirty eight percent of Americans know what state it's in. Thirty eight percent. 19% of people thought it was in Colorado, which was actually the most common wrong answer. The correct answer, of course, is Arizona. Here's one more. Only 32% of people knew where Niagara Falls is, even though New York and Canada were both acceptable answers. 22% of people thought it was in Iceland. No, <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe it's time to instead of worrying about world geography, we just look at U.S. geography instead. That's uh, that's pretty sad. Where is is Mount Rushmore in South? Where's Mount Rush? Is it South Dakota? Do I have that one right? My for- first instinct is South Dakota, but I am going to Google that. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just. That's one I'm not sure of. I want to say South Dakota as well. Uh, yes, Pennington County, South Dakota. All yes, right. thankfully, we uh, <laughs> did pay attention a little bit. All right, finally this morning, there's a, I don't know, what started out as a joke is now gaining a lot of spe- uh, steam. We were talking about Jeff Bezos earlier because he's trending this morning. He's trending because if you were interested in getting a seat on his six-seat crafts inaugural human flight then you all you need is $28 million. That's what someone paid. Uh, nearly 7,600 people from 159 different countries registered to take part in the auction for a seat on his spacecraft called New Shepard. And maybe because of all that publicity, this is now circulating. So there is a petition out there urging Jeff Bezos to buy and eat Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. Now... I think it all started when he announced he was going to be on that first Blue Origin trip to space. People have now been Googling that, and that petition has been discovered. Now, can he really do that? Can he pay to to have this Mona Lisa and then eat it? Well, no. The painting is actually owned by the French government. So, ma- so no matter how much money the Amazon founder has, it will not be for sale. Not sure what the eating it thing is all about. Maybe people just wanted to go away and disappear, but uh, what a weird thing to try to sign a petition about. Do we go back to last hour and you put some Catalina dressing on the thing to make it somewhat um, manageable when you're eating it? Well, yeah, I mean, you could just ruin it by putting Catalina dressing on. <laughs> I don't know why we need to eat it, but yeah, just some people are have some very weird uh, quirks and things that they want to see, I guess. I'm sure we deep dive some of these online petitions. We find some real crazy things. Uh, your chance to win $1,000. What a great way to start the work week. Coming up next hour, be here at 820 with Mix 94.1's cash code. Here's the latest from Pink, All I Know So Far. Mix 94.1, it is Mercedes in the morning, 8 o'clock Monday morning, and we were talking in the Hot 3 about a new survey that says 43% of us really rely on food when we are feeling down. If we turn to food, it helps get our spirits up. You mentioned that for you, you you find comfort in food sometimes, and breakfast for dinner is your go-to. I, I am on the other end of the spectrum. I completely lose my appetite when I'm feeling bad. I, I wish, I wish actually, I mean, I, I don't want to say I wish it was opposite, but there's, I, 
I don't get comfort in food like I used to as a kid. Now I just want to avoid it at all costs. It makes me sad. Uh, food makes you sad, or the well, fact that if when I'm you're... sad, oh yes, then food makes me sad. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't turn your mood around, at least alleviate the stress and and and, and mental stuff for a couple of minutes. But sometimes I I think that you know you have food opinions about certain things, and if someone has a differing opinion than you on food, it it makes people look at you. People judge. People will judge on your food opinions. And I saw I saw this uh, article talking about the food opinions that can make people undateable. What is your food opinion? Whether it's if you see someone eating this or drinking this, you automatically think that or you think there is absolutely no way I'm going to give that person a chance or maybe you like them and then they had a food opinion on something and you're like, uh, uh-uh, not going to happen. 702-364-9400. One of the things was uh, people that drink cow's milk. The, someone said cow's milk drinkers. Like when you just drink a whole glass of cow's milk and nothing else. That is so weird. That is the direct quote on this. Do you think it's weird if someone is like, I'm thirsty. I'm going to have a glass of milk. And they just drink a big glass of milk. I mean, as a kid, I would just drink regular cow's milk, vitamin D all the time. I would just come, I'd be playing outside, come inside, drink some milk. For during dinner, I would drink milk. I would think it's weird. I just haven't seen it in a long time because I stopped drinking it. I think maybe when I was a teenager, I stopped drinking it, but I used to drink milk all the time. My parents used to make us drink a glass of milk with our dinner, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't like it. I liked milk, but I didn't like it as my drink at dinner because, you know, like, let's say we were eating, I don't know, um, stew or something, and then eating stew and then having a glass of milk, it just was like, blah. It just didn't go together. I did not like that, so... If my kids drink milk, it's it's only like with their cereal. They don't just like drink it. But I remember my dad's like, you need to have a glass of milk. Okay. It was just, I thought it was odd. I thought that was like a standard thing for all families to for the kids. Every kid has to drink milk because that was just like the standard in our house. Yeah. And then if we went out to a restaurant though, and I would order a glass of milk, restaurant milk tasted different than the milk my mom would buy. So would, not in a good way. Yeah. So I would, I would not have to do the milk at a restaurant. But so yeah, if someone was as an adult still drinking a glass of milk, I would think it's kind of odd, but it wouldn't be a deal breaker for me. I mean, is, is any of this stuff going to be a deal breaker? No, but I would, I, I would be able to put up with that. Okay. Here's another food opinion that people say makes you undateable. Not liking pizza. This one says the last person I went out with said that she never gets hungry for pizza. She knows people like it, but it has never been something she craved. That was our first and our last date. <laughs> if someone doesn't like pizza, yeah, I just, I know there's different like dietary restrictions and this and that, but I do, uh, I do kind of, I'm like, what? Wait, I, I didn't know that was a thing. People don't like pizza. Pizza's delicious. How can you not like pizza? But I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule them out because of that. No. And I don't, yeah, but it'd be yeah, my mindset. Be, what happened to you that sent you down a path where you don't like pizza? Because I, I, I don't think I've ever met someone who does not like pizza. It's just delicious. Uh, this one says, not sharing. I would never date someone that wouldn't share their food with me. If you ordered fries, there are fries. I, I don't mind sharing food. I actually like to because if I share, then they might share with me. And then I get to taste two different things. And I like that. The other night, we last week, we went out to dinner with a, a couple friend of ours. And my husband knew what he was going to order. And my girlfriend, she knew what she was going to order. But me and her husband were kind of on the fence. So I was like, oh, I don't really know. This looks good. This looks good. He goes, hey, how about you order that? And I'll order this. And then we can share. And 
our spouses looked at us like we were crazy. They're like, no, you don't have to shit. Oh my gosh, that's disgusting. And I'm like, no, actually, I like that idea. So we just got extra plates. We cut it in half. We shared it. And it was perfect. I had two meals for the price of one. <laughs> yeah, it's ideal. I think it's situational because I'm in the same boat. Got to dinner with friends. Someone's try, everyone's trying different stuff. And trying. we do sushi all the time. Oh, you want to try mine? I try yours. But the one that I do not like sharing. An example would be is I'm driving home from the gym, call my wife, hey, I'm stopping at Subway, getting a sandwich. Do you want something? No, I'm fine. So I get my sandwich. I'm starving. I sit down and start to eat that thing, and she comes in the kitchen. Ooh, can I have a bite? Uh, well, no. it's just a bite. She doesn't want the whole thing. Um, I mean, what? Um, um. <laughs> Why does she have to get a whole sandwich? That's why I said. I'm like, you're hungry. <laughs> I could have got you a sandwich. But she just wants a bite. I'm that same way. I didn't want a whole sandwich. I just wanted to taste yours, well, I, and then I'm good. <laughs> when I'm starving for after the gym, <laughs> and I got my mind set on that foot-long sandwich, and she takes a bite, and for some reason, her mouth becomes gigantic then. It's a huge bite. <sighs> I'm like, wow. Uh, it's always, <laughs> she bites the end, too, where the mayonnaise... And, and, and mustard is starting to build up at the end. That's the best part, in my opinion. But what can you, that's the only situation where it bothers me. Some of the other things here, uh, these are coming in our text line. Can't trust anyone who likes olives. This one says uh, adults who cut their crust fr- uh, uh, from sandwiches. Oh, cut your cut crust off of sandwiches. Adults who do it. You know you're, you're all out there. <laughs> this one says, I love milk. I'll drink wherever, wherever still to this day at 38. This one says, Cal's milk is disgusting and a deal breaker. And this says, as a female, everyone gives me a look when I say I don't like chocolate or sweets. No ice cream, cake, cookie, cookies, etc. I'm all about nachos. There, that's funny you mentioned that because that was one of the things on here on the food opinions. It says disliking dessert. Someone who doesn't eat dessert or has convinced themselves that they don't like desserts and sweets. Are you human? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think sometimes you just need a taste for it. I'd prefer nachos over a cookie also. But I still like cookies. I just, if I had to pick one, that's the one I yeah. go with. Nachos sound good right yeah, now. Nachos sound delicious at all times of the day. <laughs> yeah. All right, coming up here, man, lots going on before 10 a.m., 9 o'clock hour. Your tickets to see Alanis Morissette when she comes to T-Mobile Arena in October. Coming up right around 825, we have an Amazon Echo Show 8. That is yours when you win heads up. And don't forget, Mix 94.1's cash code is underway. Be here at 820 for your chance to win $1,000. If you came home, and you had braces on, do you think Matt would notice your braces right away? I would like to think he would. However, I don't smile a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, he would definitely notice. Definitely. My wife has a girlfriend who got braces, and it took her husband two days to notice that she had braces put on. Two days. Days. Wait a second. Are they the Invisaligns? Uh, yeah, they're not like these big. That doesn't count. Can't see those. You can't see Invisaligns at all. If you if, if aren't aren't they close enough that you're if you're you're this is your spouse. Think about it. Your significant other gets braces. Wouldn't you notice right away, or at least pay attention to when they say I'm getting braces? Because that's a whole other story. But um, she came home. He did not notice for two days. You could see him if you're up and close, can't you? Invisalign, it's like a clear shield thing. It's like you just put it in and it it makes your teeth look shiny. So maybe he thought that. Or And, and the only other thing I notice with my friends who have Invisalign is they kind of talk spitty. I was like, 
hey, how's it going? Yes, good to see you again. And then they take it out and they're like, oh my gosh, my Invisalign. (laughs) But um, with with Invisalign, I can't tell right away unless they start speaking. But that's like a mouthpiece. It's uh, that's different than braces, in my opinion. In my opinion. But I think you would notice, though. I would think you would notice if if Matt came home and all of a sudden there's a little tweak in the way he's talking, or you're you're close to him. He's your spouse. You're next to him. I think you would pick up on it. This guy went two days. What's what, how? What's the longest your spouse and every other went without noticing a change? Maybe you changed your hair or did something else to your appearance, and it just took a couple days for your spouse to pick up on it. I've got a buddy who did laser hair removal, did it on his back hair, and he may have did his chest hair too, but I know he did his back hair, and it went a week before until his wife noticed. A week. Well, I mean, is he walking around shirtless everywhere? Sometimes these things take time. I am only defending these people because I'm the one who usually doesn't notice these things. <laughs> so that is why I'm getting defensive. I'm the one who does not notice. Like, like if my husband, ha- well, he doesn't really, he doesn't have any back hair, but let's say he did. And, and he, he didn't say anything. I'm trying to think, like, when would I notice? He doesn't walk around shirtless. He showers, and then he goes to bed. He doesn't sleep shirtless. He puts on a shirt. Uh, it's not like we're running around naked. So I just want to defend that person's wife and say maybe the opportunity didn't present itself. And why is he doing that without telling her? He was doing it as a gift for her. This was years ago, too. It was like some Mother's Day. or about, it, was, it was his gift to her because she was not a fan of the hair. And he is, you know the guy. He's a... He's a very hairy person. Like you just, when he wears a shirt, the hair is coming out. So I know, I just imagine his back being very hairy. And I would think that it's all gone all of a sudden and you're just getting changed in the morning or something or lying in bed that you might pick up on the fact that your husband now has a smooth back. I just love it how how people frame up gifts for themselves as gifts for other people. (laughs) It's a gift for you. I got laser hair removal on my back. Like you didn't want that. Like, you didn't want that. You're just trying to make it a gift for me. Like, I didn't ask you to do that. Like, yeah, it's nice and stuff, but this is not my gift. Give me give me something, you know? Honey, I got myself a brand new muscle car that I can drive you around in. You'll Don't you love, love it? it? <laughs> yeah, it's a gift for you. Come on now. Does, does, if you get a haircut or something, does Matt notice anytime you make a little tweak with your hair? Not right away. No, he doesn't. Especially if I get highlights. I'll walk in feeling all sassy. And you know how your hair looks so good after they style it. It's like they have this way, their, their magic way. And I got highlights uh, a couple of months ago, a lot. And I was like, oh, man, I wonder how, what he's going to think. I hope he likes it. Man. I'll walk in and he's like, what's up? I'm like, hey. <laughs> and he's like, how'd the haircut go? I'm like, great. He's like, cool. Looks good. I'm like, do you notice anything different about it? He's like, well, you got you to cut, right? And I'm like, actually, I did not get it cut. I just got it highlighted. He's like, oh, okay, now I see. Now I see. I'm like, no, you did not see. <laughs> it's in the light. Now I see it. It's in the light. The light is hitting you just right. What can you do, though? It's all right. I mean, I don't notice when he gets a haircut in his defense. Like, he's like, I got my haircut today. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, cool. Nice. It's a sign of a good cut. You can't tell. That's how smooth exactly. the cut was. That, that is a compliment when they can't tell because it means you got it exactly the way you wanted it. All right. Hopefully you have your phone still next for next to you. You tried to win that $1,000 a couple minutes ago. Here's another chance for you to win uh, 
Looking for caller 20 at 702-364-9400. Your caller 20, you get to play heads up. And this is a great prize. We have an Amazon Echo Show 8 to give away, courtesy of, Ari- courtesy of Arista Records. So you can listen to Mix 94.1, play, play Tom Grennan's newest single, Little Bit of Love. I love that song. It's so good. So if you want to win, all you got to do, like you said, is be caller 20 right now. You pick your category. You pick your partner. You get six and 60 seconds, and that's at Amazon Echo Show 8 is yours. Caller 20 is playing right now. 702-364-9400. It is Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the morning. No commercials till 930. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the morning on Mix 94.1. Rachel, you're Caller 20. You get to play Heads Up. Ready to do this? Right. I'm so excited. All right. Well, pick a category. Do you want to go with Let's Go Fishing? Planning a picnic, sushi dinner, flip-flops, or cookie monster? How about planning a picnic? Planning a picnic it is. International Picnic Day is this Friday. So these are all things that you would see at a picnic. Who do you want to pick as your partner? Mercedes. All right. All right, Rachel, you got 60 seconds on the clock. Very simple. Get six correct, and you win the Amazon Echo Show 8. Ladies, you start now. You put all the things you need in one of these. You carry a big basket. Yes. This is what you would lay down on the ground so you can sit. Blanket. Yes. This is if you have a bottle of wine, you need one of these to open it. A wine opener. Uh, what, uh, what's bottle it? opener. You twist it and, and pull it out. It's a... Uh, Let's, uh, let's corkscrew. Yes, yes. This is um, if you need to chop some things, you might place it on a wooden one of these so you can chop it up. Board. Yes, this is where a lot of people have picnics at a local um, park. Yes, this is where you keep the cold things cold. They you put them Ice in chest. another cooler. Word. Yes, yeah, nice. <laughs> Rachel, congratulations! You got it. Nice job. Thank you. Yay. You guys were great together. Congratulations, Rachel. All set with that Amazon Echo Show 8. And plenty of prizes still to come for you next hour. Tickets for you to go see Alanis Morissette. It's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. Hey, want to give a special shout out to the crew over at the UPS store at Charleston and Town Center. They listen every morning and we appreciate you guys. We will get some uh, some Maroon 5 for you guys coming up here in just a few minutes. It's 836 and I don't know about you, but this weekend went way too fast. But it is nice to see. So we went out to dinner on Saturday night, and the restaurant we went to was absolutely packed. People people are back. People are ready to get out. I saw my friend make a post uh, yesterday. She's like, I don't think people are ready to be out yet. A lot of them have tempers in her line of work. People have been screaming at her a lot, and she's just like over it. But then you go out and see people out having fun and smiling and, and having a great time. And it, it's such a it's such a high. And one thing that my family and I used to do when we'd go out to eat every weekend, we'd always play a game of high-low. And we'd say, tell me what your high from the week was and tell me what your low from the week was. And we'd do that. Every time we would go out to eat and since the pandemic happened, we'd eat at different times. And so we didn't really play high low that much anymore. So Saturday we finally played it again. It was really nice to just kind of have those conversations again 
being out and about. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then during the pandemic, too, we're kind of all stuck in the same house and everything. And so now you have maybe more options for different kinds of highs and also kind of different kinds of lows as well. I know we used to do it on the show, too. We used to do the show Monday mornings. Did we used to do weekend high-low on Monday mornings? Yeah, we did. We did that a couple of times. Yeah. Do you guys want to do a round of weekend high-low and talk about the, the high and the low from your weekend? I like it. Who wants to start? Let me turn Steph's mic on here. Um, I'll start. All right. Okay, so my high from the weekend, I think, was... Uh, I mentioned earlier, some girlfriends of mine, they texted me last week and they're like, hey, we really want you to join us for a workout this weekend. And we, they go to this place that they, they've gone to for a long time. It's called Orange Theory. I know a lot of you probably heard about it and I'd never been, but one of my really good friends in LA, he loves it. So I was like, you know what? This is out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do it. So I went and um, I, I, this is not a big deal for a lot of people, but for me. As someone who hates running, it was a huge deal. I ran two miles without stopping to walk one time. I was so excited. And even my girlfriend was like, you killed that treadmill. I'm like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't know how I was able to run so well. It was That was my high. I felt so good about myself for being able to do that. that is a, that's a great thing. Like you mentioned before how you, you just don't like running. And correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't there at one point where there's something going on with your back and your doctor said, I should never run again. should never again. run again, yes. Yeah, I got that fixed. I, I told I, the, the stretch guy, he fixed my that's back. Awesome. Yeah, so that was my high. Um, my low from the weekend... Um, I think Saturday I had just kind of a bad mental health day. Um, I, it just, it was not good for me. I was, uh, ugh, I feel myself getting all emotional now just talking about, it. but it just was one of those things where a bunch of things were like, have, have progressively been kind of culminating, um, some relationships that meant a lot to me are just kind of have dwindled and, and it's been hurtful and just like personal stuff without getting too much into it. So Saturday I was not feeling great about it. I was really sad and just kind of feeling bummed out about it. And so, yeah, that was probably my low point. The good news is, is that it got turned around and then Saturday night I felt great again. Um, but yeah, Saturday morning was kind of a rough mental health day for me. Is that what led you into the nap Sunday after Saturday? Yes. Afternoon? And yeah. then I was uh, woken up and then uh, I, if, one of our coworkers was mad at me, talking crap about me. That didn't help with the <laughs> mental health thing. Was she really bit mad at me, guys? Like, was she really going off? Because I heard like she was really upset with me on the on the Zoom call. Yeah, no, not at all. The farthest thing from it. Okay, because the farthest thing from it. I heard. Oh, never mind. And anyway, yeah, I was just and that, that, that bummed me out because I was like, I it was an accident. I didn't mean to do it. You know what I mean? We had a Zoom thing we were doing on Saturday, supposed to start at three. Mercedes was a little bit late, and for the first ten minutes, we were all like talking, laughing, having a great time. I think though, when you popped. On at that point, I think we all just ran out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, uh, some people were uh, in a slot tournament. They were in a hotel at, at the Virgin Hotel. They were in a slot tournament. They came upstairs to do the Zoom and they were talking about the slot tournament. And then they were going down to the pool later on. So they tell us about their activities. Sean was telling us about his weekend. Steph was there, but I think it got to the point where it was just like all of us. Because when you popped on, we're all like, "Hey, what's up?" I think because <laughs> we'd all just like spent 15 minutes talking, we're just kind of like, "What else are we talking about now?" Yeah, you know, I, just, I no, felt no like everyone was so mad at Not me. One I was person. just like, oh. But anyway, so yeah, that was my low. But let's focus on the high. It was a great Sunday for me. So. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving, moving over to one of you. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. Uh, my high over the weekend. So Barrett Jackson, the big auto auction, is coming to Las Vegas this week at the brand new convention center. And it starts on Thursday, runs through the weekend. And you can actually go if you want to. You can buy tickets and check out these incredible lineup of cars that are going to be there. Uh, you also get to see the new convention center. So I'm doing some stuff there this week but of the weekend i kind of got a sneak preview of some of the stuff that's going to be out there and that was on saturday so i just love 
being around cars, unique cars. Some of these cars I can't talk about because they're not being unveiled until later in the week. But I got, I had this sneak peek on Saturday. It was just, it was just a blast being around there. And uh, a buddy of mine showed me a couple of his cars that he's thinking about selling and stuff. So it was a fun car weekend for me on Saturday. That sounds cool. I know you love your car stuff for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was neat. And then um, Sunday, my low was. It went down last night. So Sunday night, last night, I was doing some vacuuming upstairs, and I brought the vacuum cleaner, it's a little handheld Dyson, downstairs, and I placed it up against the wall, and Jax goes nuts for a vacuum cleaner like most dogs do, and so I wasn't even using it. I leaned it up against the wall, and a lot of times when the vacuum cleaner's out, he'll still run up and kind of nip at it, and so I press it against the wall, walk into the kitchen, I hear him nip at it, like, and I hear, like, the vacuum, he touches the vacuum cleaner. Next thing I know, I turn around, he comes, like, all shameful, limping in, He's his one his right leg. He's holding up, and there's blood dripping out of his paw. Oh no! I'm like, what? What just happened, dude? You you're out of my sight for two seconds, like right around his dew claw. It must have got caught or something, and it was he, he tore his skin. It was it was bleeding on the kitchen floor, and so we we cleaned it up. And my wife has like a first aid kit for horses and stuff, so we we cleaned his wound and taped it up and everything last night. And I was just kind of concerned about him, but he was doing great this morning. It, uh, it was just obviously he, he cut himself, and we. We, we fixed things last night, but when that went down, when your dog comes limping into your kitchen, yeah. and he's got a little trail of blood, I'm like, oh, Poor baby. little Jackson, and he's sniffing his own blood. I'm like, oh. yeah, man, that's your blood right there. You're bleeding right now. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what, what, wait, what? How did this happen? What happened? I'm like, darn, envelopes opening <laughs> opening my letters, paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I cut myself. Not even two seconds, he's out of my sight, and he cut himself. But I, my, my wife... She was texting me this morning. He's fine now. So all is well. But that was the low over the weekend. All right. Um, that really sucks. I'm sorry about that. Um, and then Steph. Okay. High low. What? Let's start with the low. Yeah. We're ending, yeah. On, the, we're ending <laughs> on the lows, and it's like. Ooh. I was just gonna do that. Let's let's end with the high. So my low. I hate to go back to Saturday, but it was that Zoom meeting, and it was not talking crap about you, Mercedes. It was the impatience and the complaining that was like. Don't let it affect me. Don't let it affect me. Because yeah. there's nothing that we can control. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just like an energy thing. I was like, oh my gosh, the complaining isn't going to help. We just got to be patient and just. Were there tr- people complaining? I didn't pick up on people complaining the about complaining. it. Complaining. I was like, all right, guys. There's I got a text about the complaining afterwards <laughs> from someone. Because like, I'm like, yeah, people are like, oh, five more minutes. And what point do we? People, someone said, at what point do we leave? Do we sit here for an hour? And someone said, at what point do we leave? But I didn't pick it up as like. Like complaining, like, oh, that Mercedes, she's late. <laughs> JC, I just think you're so optimistic. I love it. <laughs> For me, I was like, because I, I feel like I can kind of feel people's energies. I was like, oh, my gosh, Mercedes, please wake up. I don't want to hear the complaining I anymore. terrible. No, I did. But it's seriously, it's all good. Like, life happens. It's going to happen. And we're not going to reschedule. Let's just be patient. We, yeah. we rescheduled two weeks already. So that was one of my lows. The high part of my weekend was awesome uh me and my husband james sometimes we like to play beer pong and where i wasn't really good at it during the pandemic but during the pandemic i played a lot and it wasn't really to drink sometimes we would just play water pong with the same rules as beer pong just not the drinking and that's what we did this weekend i did no drinking i just wanted to play water pong so me and my husband played best out of seven and i won all four games so i swept him this weekend and i don't want to put brag or put it in his face but i think i did really really good that is amazing i i I thought you were gonna say i because i saw on instagram that you got to go over to see uh former producer jocelyn in her apartment there was so many highs (laughs) There, there was that from friday i saw her new place i also got to do a dance class with some of my my mom friends on saturday morning there was just so many highs but i 
how do you know? That was awesome. Beating my husband at a game that he loved and that he's really good at, I was like, that was my high. Oh, that's For so sure. awesome. Was that James's low? Probably. <laughs> he was like, I don't believe you swept <laughs> But I've swept him before in the past, so he better watch his back. <laughs> we should make this a regular Monday morning thing. That's nice seeing we're, you know, different parts of our weekends yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Everyone can relate. Well, let's just start with the lows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, coming up next hour, don't forget those tickets for you to see Alanis Morissette. And up next, we got the hot three. What do you got for us? All right, what are the most common ways that kids deprive their parents of sleep? We're going to talk about the results of a new survey also how many meals can you make without a recipe and a woman gets she makes videos doing this interesting thing and um she got stuck while doing it we'll tell you what it was coming up next in the hot three maroon five their new album came out this past friday it's mix 94.1 mercedes in the morning don't forget next hour 920 mix 94.1's cash code your shot at one thousand dollars it's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less speed. All right. One of the biggest trade-offs of parenthood, at least in the first few years, is sleep. If you have young kids, there is a good chance you haven't had a good night of sleep since before they were born. Well, a new survey of parents with kids age 18 and under found that 46% say their kids are the main reason they struggle to sleep. And 39% say that if their kids aren't sleeping, they can't get any meaningful sort of sleep. The survey also looked into the things that kids do to invade their parents' precious sleep time. And the top responses were getting into their parents' beds at night, using devices with screens, you know, like playing video games, being on tablets and watching TVs, um, playing with toys, reading books, crying Hanging out late with friends and homework. The survey also touched on the ramifications of losing sleep. And one parent said that they have been so sleep deprived that they fell asleep while getting a haircut. Another said (laughs) that they were such a zombie that they put dirty dishes into the washing machine instead of the dishwasher. Oh, that's you're pretty tired if you're doing that. I've put the groceries away in the wrong places before. We're like, we had something frozen and I put it in the pantry. Uh-huh. And then we had something that went like crackers that goes in the pantry. <laughs> and I put that in the freezer instead. And then I open the freezer and I'm like, why are there crackers in here? And then I'm like, <gasps> and then I go into the pantry and there's like raw chicken. I'm oh. like, oh <laughs> no, that has definitely happened to me. And I can't blame sleep deprivation on it. It's just I had a brain fart, you know? I remember once it was summertime. When I was in college. I did my big grocery order. Same thing. Got some chicken and all kinds of stuff. Summertime. Put the groceries in my trunk and then went to the gym. Oops. Came out of the gym. I'm like, I meant to go grocery shopping after the gym. All the stuff. Just, I mean, it's, it's 110 degrees outside. Just baking in there. Like, ah! There's no saving it. No. Trash. Uh, speaking of food, everyone felt very proud of their cooking skills after about six days in lockdown. But how well would you do without the internet to help you out? Someone pulled Americans and asked how many meals they could make without looking at a recipe. And for 25% of us, it's less than four. So if, if those people had to make dinner for a week, they'd have to double up on three of those meals. 31% said that they could make between four and 10 different meals without a recipe. And 39% said more than that. And 6% of adults claim they couldn't make anything without a little help. That's about one in 17 people. Well, so what do you consider? Like, So I can make, I can make chicken. I put some seasoning on. Is that considered a recipe? Uh, 
yeah. I mean, you can make a meal without looking up how to make that, yeah, right? I've yeah, I've got a handful, sure. Yeah. So, so one? Yeah, I got one. Uh, <laughs> I can grill chicken. I can I can do burgers inside or outside. I can do that. Uh, if I wanted to make uh, maybe some kind of tacos, I could do tacos. And uh, does eggs, does breakfast count? Uh, sure. Sure. Okay, I got five. Uh, you're a regular Bobby Flay over here. I, I mean, say? you're you're amazing. Congratulations. But you've got true like recipes, like your chili, your family recipe that your mom passed down to you. That's like a recipe. There's stuff that goes in there, right? Yeah, and I've I've memorized it and then I tweaked it. I I she had her recipe and then I changed it to put my own kind of spin on it, and so it tastes a little bit different. So I mean, if we're looking at how many things I could make without a recipe. Um, I could pro- I'd say 10 at the most. I'd say I've got 10 things like down pack that it's like, Oh, do you guys want this? Okay. I'll make that. And I can do it. Um, but I do use recipes a lot. If I, especially when I want to try new things, I don't want to try to guesstimate on what I should put in yeah. it. I don't want to mess it up. Um, finally this morning. So just a reminder that some of the things that people are into are, they're weirder than anything that you can think up. There's a 27-year-old woman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, who goes by the name Sydney Joe on TikTok. And she makes money posting something called stuck videos. She films herself getting stuck in different ways. For example, she might get her knee wedged between two metal poles in a fence and then have to use oil to get it out. And people actually, they pay her $2 a minute to watch this. They're like so into it. Well, now she's going viral after she got her whole body stuck in a folding chair last week and she couldn't get unstuck. She somehow wedged herself into a six inch space between the bottom of the seat and one of the crossbars connecting two of the legs. So the whole chair was stuck around her waist. Now, after 30 minutes, her fans online told her, she might need to call for help. So she did. And firefighters had to actually use the jaws of life to get her out of the chair. She says fans of, of stuck videos want it all to seem real, but that getting unstuck is also part of it. So they didn't actually like seeing her in trouble. But still, she said it was probably the best video that she's ever done. I'm sure she made a lot of money on that if it's $2 a minute and you're stuck for however long. Oh, very smart. Yeah, $2 a minute to watch this woman get unstuck? With the jaws of life? I mean... That's a, that should be bonus money. I'm looking at the picture of her... And it, it, it seems like she should be able to just pull the chair down, but then she's got she's got a good butt, and I think the bubbleness of it is preventing uh, it from yeah. going down, unfortunately. So the good news is she's unstuck, and she's probably a millionaire now, so congratulations. <laughs> Still to come here in just about 15 minutes. It's Monday mornings. We have Jerker Justified. One gentleman thinks his fiance is out of control with her wedding request. Is she being a jerk or is it justified? The story is coming up. It's Mix 94.1. It's Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the morning. Lots coming up this hour in less than 10 minutes. Your chance to win $1,000 with Mix 94.1's cash code. And before 10 a.m., we've got your tickets to see Alanis Morissette. But now it's time to see... If someone is a jerk or if they were justified in what they did every Monday, we do it. It's called JC's Jerker Justified. And we want to know what you think. Who is the jerk or who is justified? 702-364-9400 is our number. What's going on? This came in last week and I'll call this the out of control fiance one. 
Hi, guys. I'm getting married early next year, and my fiance is telling me who can and can't be my groomsman. Is she being a jerk or is she justified? One of my best friends happens to be my ex girlfriend's brother. My ex isn't going to be at the wedding. My fiance says that when she sees my friend, it reminds her of me being with my ex girlfriend. She claims this will ruin her perfect day. I think she is being ridiculous. She's asking that I don't include him as a groomsman. She says he can come to the wedding, but just as a regular guest. How far should I take this? I really want him in my wedding party, but I also don't want to fight with my fiance before our wedding. What should I do? Am I a jerk if I include him? Do you think he's a, he's being a jerk for wanting to keep him in the wedding? It's his best friend. What do you guys think? 702-364-9400. I... No offense to his fiance, but I think she's kind of being a jerk. This is your best friend. That's why you have a best man. It's the best friend, the best man in your in your world standing up for you. And and if she's going to let one person ruin her entire day, then that says more about her hurt letting <laughs> giving that guy that power. And I'm sure he doesn't want to do that. I'm sure he just wants to make it happy as possible and wouldn't sing your your husband to be miserable because his best friend isn't standing next to him ruin your day. That would ruin my day more than seeing his buddy who, who, you know, is an ex's brother. That's just me though. What do you guys think? I think, um, you know, relationships are all about compromise and I kind of see the fiance side here is he, he says groomsman. So but to me, it's a different mindset there. Is he best man or just a groomsman? Oh, okay. So I misunderstood that. I thought he said best man, but it could be, but he just said, he just said groomsman and, and, and the message he sent us. So if, if it's one of, I had seven groomsmen and if my wife said she was uncomfortable and, and there was that, it was that kind of relationship. I would understand the person still being invited to the wedding, but not being a groomsman. But here's the thing, though, too. So I, I would make that compromise. I would tell my buddy, listen, you know, there's that connection between me and your sister still. And, uh, you know, Laura doesn't want it. So still come to the wedding. Let's have some fun. But she doesn't want you in the wedding. I understand that. But I do think, though, at some point, she's going to have to accept this, that he dated one of his best buddy's sister. Because he, if he remains his best buddy for the rest of his life, that ex will still be somehow involved in his life. Because it's, it's the guy's sister. Didn't he say in there, though, that my best friend... Didn't he say my best friend? I Maybe not best man, but didn't he say that it's his best friend? One of my best friends. One of my best friends. Okay. Ha- happens to be my ex-girlfriend's brother. What? So, it's, so <sighs> I think at some point she's going to have to accept that and, and deal with that. Because what if, you know, it's you, you fast forward to a, a party a year from now. Hey, my best friend Tom is having a party. Let's go all over there. And, and then his sister's going to be there as well. And that's your ex-girlfriend. She's got to be able to deal with that at some point. Yeah. I mean, you're basically saying that your happiness is going to dictate be dictated by one person being there and it's going to ruin your entire wedding like think about all the aspects of the wedding and that really there's going to be people you love there supporting you he's obviously a fan you can't help who your family is <laughs> sometimes i would hate to be judged based on some of the things my brothers and sisters did and i'm sure they would hate to be judged based on some of the things i did i don't know i just i I feel like she is overreacting. I really do. He's literally just going to stand up there and and be part of it. But what do you guys think? Uh, 702-364-9400. Jeremiah says justified 100%. This one says, I think no one is really a jerk. It's not like this guy is his ex. But also, if they had issues with his ex in the past, I can understand her being upset about any reminders. 
This one says, in my opinion, it really depends on how the relationship ended and whether there are other trust issues at play. I'd love to hear the fiance's side. And then this one says he is definitely justified. His fiance is overreacting. She just wants to be in control because she said he can still go, but not as a groomsman, which makes no sense. The ex-girlfriend's not going to be there. Oh, I missed that part. She said he can still come to the wedding. He just can't be a groomsman. Yeah, she just want him. Oh. To, he can still come to the wedding as a regular guest. But uh, but there, there, to me, there was a difference though because you're gonna have all those photos uh, that you take with the wedding party. So yeah, he's still gonna be there, but he won't be part of the seven people or X amount of people we have standing up next to you. But but not every photo is gonna have him in there. Like you're gonna have. Let's be honest. Do you like? Do something with all the photos with all the groomsmen and bridesmaids and stuff. Biggest, it's, mo- it's mostly like the two, right? Yeah, biggest waste of money. Photos. I mean, Video you, you want you and your your spouse. I don't know. I really think I I, I really think she's overreacting. Also, uh, let's talk to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, good morning. What do you think? I think um, she's being the jerk because at the end of the day, she should know whose bed he's coming home to. It doesn't matter that she uh, he has an ex. That we, we all have exes, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't invite all their brothers and sisters to our <laughs> weddings, but sometimes it happens. You know, what can you do? Uh, this one says, she is being a bridezilla. Oh. Oh. I don't think it's that bad. This is all about control, and she just wants it. Say no to her and invite him. I feel like if you take a stance like that, it's going to be really bad. So maybe just continue to argue your case. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a situation, you can send it to us. We'll, we'll get it on here and talk about it. It's, it's always like there's so many questions that go into these. Like, I wish we can get the get her side of things. Would she tell the tale a little bit differently than the way the fiance is telling us right now? Interesting nonetheless, though. Yeah, it's very interesting. I hope you get it worked out. It would be great to have them both on so they can argue mm-hmm. their sides of it. <laughs> Mercedes in the mornings, what's trending on Mix 94.1? Drake is trending this morning after many, many delays, Drake says. His upcoming album, Certified Lover Boy, is going to be out soon. Now, it was originally set for a January 2021 release, but that was postponed after he had a knee injury. And he just said in an interview that the album will for sure be out by the end of the summer. Now, when he was pushed on an exact date of the release, he would not confirm. However, he just says it will be in the next couple of months. So finally, that album that he has been teasing us with forever, it's finally coming out, which is great because I think so much, there's so much good new music, so many like established artists putting out things and like new artists too coming out with some great stuff. It feels like there's new music coming out every single week. Surprise albums, new albums that Bruce Springsteen killers single comes out this week. I'm so excited about that. I'm sure this is gonna be a fantastic album. I think he's not going to say anything. I think he's just going to, we're going to wake up one Friday morning and boom, it's going to be out. Yeah. There's a, that's usually how they've been doing it. The big ones. So we're looking forward to that. Also trending this morning is Jeff Bezos. So an anonymous bidder grabbed, the first seat on Jeff Bezos's spacecraft. They paid $28 million to accompany him on the six-seat craft's inaugural human flight. Now, nearly 7,600 people from 159 countries registered to take part in the auction for a seat on the spacecraft, which they're calling New Shepard. The New Shepard has flown more than a dozen successful flights without crews. 
Now, the winning bid amount, it's going to be donated to Club for the Future, which is the foundation created by Bezos's rocket company, Blue Origin. The name of the auction winner will be released in the next few weeks. Wouldn't it be cool if it was Drake? And then he released his album while he was up on this. That would be so cool. Would you? So so they've had six or so successful flights without a human on this thing. Would you want to be the first ones to go up there? No. No, no, no. I do not. I, I have no desire. I don't think I want to be second or the third or the fourth. I just, I don't, I don't have any interest in that what, at all. Do we know where they're going? They're just going up to space and coming back? Yeah, they're just going to go, go up, up and, and then down, huh? Yeah, check check things out. There we are. Come on, look at the view. It's, I heard the view is great. So. <laughs> cover, cover the planet with your thumb. Oh, look at that. It's so small. And then come back down. Uh, hey, if you have so much money that you can afford a $28 million flight, my guess is that you've done a lot of great things and you just need that next big thing. And I'm, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm complaining to my wife about a Southwest ticket to go back east for like 400 bucks. I'm like, what? Southwest? 400 bucks? Yeah, no way. <laughs> We're going to go up to space instead. Um, and then finally this morning, Alicia Silverstone is trending. So the clueless actress recently made an astonishing revelation. And we all owe her an apology. We have been saying her name wrong for years. She recently posted a TikTok responding to the viral challenge that that asks about name pronunciation. Here's the audio. Tell me what your name is, and then tell me what people mispronounce it as. My name is Alicia. Alicia. Not Alicia. Not Alicia. Alicia. She captioned the clip, just an FYI. <laughs> so this whole time we've been calling her Alicia Silverstone. Her, I feel so bad because when someone does not pronounce your name correctly, it really is grating. And sometimes you just don't have the energy. And all this time we've called her Alicia Silverstone. It's Alicia. So remember that. Now we know. Moving forward, we'll get it right. <laughs> and that's what's trending. Mix 94.1. It is Mercedes in the morning. Good morning. Who is this? This is Nini. Nini. Your caller 20. What? Morissette, it is the 25th anniversary of her album, Jagged Little Pill. And she's celebrating by hitting the road world tour, coming to T-Mobile Arena on October 2nd, along with Garbage and Liz Fair. You will also be there. Congratulations. Yay, thank you. I mean, that's going to be a show. Some great openers there. Alanis herself. How did Jagged Little Pill come out 25 years ago? Makes zero sense to me. Well, that must be a typo. It is. It's five years ago. All right, check this out. Do you want tickets to see Alanis? We'll have them all week long in the 9 o'clock hour. And today, Heather has them in the 12 o'clock hour, and Sean has your tickets in the 5 o'clock hour.